0: Today on We Here, is Rosie O'Donnell bonding with an incarcerated Michael Cohen? Is Flavor Flav getting kicked out of Public Enemy because of Bernie Sanders? And Ashley Benson just got a tattoo honoring the love of her life, French fries. Coming up next on We Here.
1: Oh my God. We're on page six. Oh no. Uh-huh. no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six.
0: Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin,
1: And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. And
1: this is celebrity dirt, Maggie, (laughs) because it's the dirt that's in prison what's happening.
0: (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell and Michael Cohen, a friendship I could never have predicted.
1: Yeah, these two are definitely unlikely bedfellows, Maggie. You know, Rosie O'Donnell... Probably Donald Trump's number one arch nemesis Mm -hmm. and Michael Cohen, his former fixer, who's now uh, serving time and has also turned on Donald Trump. I guess Rosie O'Donnell has actually been visiting Michael Cohen in prison, according to a scoop by our own Emily Smith. And not only is she visiting him in jail, she's helping him with his book. Wow.
0: So... Michael Cohen pled guilty in 2018 to tax evasion, and he's serving a three-year sentence. So this means he'll get out in 2021.
1: Plenty of time to write a book. Rosie O'Donnell apparently, according to Emily's report, has been, she initially contacted Michael Cohen in writing after he was sent to the federal prison up in Otisville, which is a medium security jail where the situation from the Jersey Shore was Recently spending time mm-hmm. for tax evasion. And you were mentioning Billy McFarlane from right. the, F- the Fire Festival Fraudster is also up there, the right? The
0: ill fated Fire Festival. It's a little bit of a. I feel like I know a lot about Otisville because of these high profile inmates.
1: Right, exactly. And now there was another star there just visiting, though, that Rosie O'Donnell, after writing to Michael Cohen, has gone up to see him and uh, a source told Emily that Rosie and Michael have bonded over Trump and she's helping him with his book, which is now highly critical of the president. I should mention that reps for Cohen and Rosie O'Donnell have not commented on this.
0: So Michael Cohen pled guilty in 2018 to a series of charges involving tax evasion, making false statements to a financial institution, willfully causing an unlawful corporate contribution, an excessive campaign contribution, and making false statements to a congressional committee.
1: Jeez. So this book that Rosie O'Donnell is now allegedly getting involved with has been a long gestating project for Michael Cohen. So Mm. back in 2018, you might remember that before all this trouble went down and that laundry list of charges came after the FBI... Raided Michael Cohen's office. He was writing a book, but it was a positive book about Donald Trump. Hmm. And then he changed his tune a year ago in 2019. In March, when he was testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee, Republican lawmakers, when they were grilling him, asked, can you guarantee that you will not seek a book deal out of this? And Michael Cohen said he would not. In other words, that he was going to pursue a book. But no book deal has ever come out of this. According to Emily's report, he's looking for a deal as high as $10 million. We've also reported that documentary filmmakers have wanted to talk to him to do some sort of project with With him or a series on him, so this tell-all has had a lot of ups and downs. Mm. But so far, no publisher has bought the book. I guess it remains to be seen that maybe Rosie O'Donnell can, you know, help him whip this thing into shape to uh, to actually get a book deal.
0: And what is her profile in the literary world? Does ah. she have several books out, or yeah,
1: Rosie O'Donnell um, actually knows how to write a, a, a tell-all. She's had a couple memoirs. She's published a number of books, including a couple memoirs, sort of about her time, you know, behind the scenes in the in the TV business. One of her books, I don't know if you read it, Maggie. I guess not. It's called Celebrity Detox. It was it was her story about the years after she walked away from her top-rated TV show in 2002 and her reasons for going back on the air in 2006. She also talked about her time as co-host of The View and chronicled the ups and downs of the fame game. So I guess she kind of would know her way around a, uh, a celebrity tell-all. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Cohen, though, it, it's smart, though, that he's getting advice from Rosie O'Donnell about the book and not his former fellow inmate, The Situation, because I, I don't know if this one is on your bookshelf. But the situation from the Jersey Shore, real name Mike Sorrentino, he penned a book called "Here's the Situation: A Guide to Creeping on Chicks, Avoiding Grenades, and Getting in Your GTL on the Jersey Shore."
0: What year did that book come out?
1: I think it was back in like 2010 or something the like day? that. Very yes, yeah. I'm sure. Before, 2020 situation when creeping would on chicks it. was still marketable. Oof, has what has was GTL? Jim well. Tan, Tan Laundry. laundry yeah. Totally. So I don't know if Michael Cohen, maybe he picked that tip up in jail.
0: Do you think Billy McFarland is writing a book? <laughs> that they're just passing I pages? I feel like if Billy
1: McFarland wrote the book, I don't know. If if I were a publisher, I'd be pretty scared to give him an advance yeah. for a book. I, I don't know if I would trust him with the money.
0: Otisville sounds like an MFA program. <laughs> like People are up there just like workshopping, talking Otisville. to each other. SUNY Otisville.
1: Um, Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, the other thing is that Donald Trump, you uh, might recall as well, he had gotten involved with this sort of talking about this alleged book because the book was initially reportedly supposed to be a love letter. You can't see in air quotes to Donald Trump. Then when Cohen testified with damaging information against Donald Trump, he, you know, the book was going to come out and be negative. So Trump was basically tweeting at the time, oh, this is why you can't trust his testimony. Mm -hmm. He's just going to use it for a book. And I want to see the manuscript of the original book because his original book and his testimony now would be, you know, negate each other and prove that he was lying when he testified. I mean, the book could be pretty revealing because Cohen was Donald Trump's fixer. He once said he'd take a bullet for his former boss, but then he famously paid off the porn star Stormy Daniels to Mm -hmm. keep her tryst with Trump a secret. He also gave evidence to Robert Mueller in the Mueller investigation, although, you know, that ended up being, you know, not such a big deal, I guess. So anyway, we'll see. Maybe Rosie O'Donnell can sprinkle some celebrity pizzazz onto this jailhouse memoir from Michael Cohen.
0: Flavor Flav and Public Enemy... Are having a bit of a spat, flavor, flavor, because of Bernie Sanders. Uh, yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, isn't that so? Bernie weird? boys. No boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Maggie. the The country is obviously bitterly divided mm-hmm. heading into the Democratic primaries and Super Tuesday. But things have gotten so bad that public enemy could be breaking up. That's right. Because of Bernie Sanders. And Flava Flav has a year to get his act together or he's out of the group.
0: That's right. So Flava Flav sent a cease and desist letter to Bernie Sanders because Sanders claimed that Public Enemy, the group that Flav and Chuck D are part of, would be performing at a Sunday rally in Los Angeles.
1: Right. And they were going to play Fight the Power. Yes. From the Do the Right Thing soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. No word if Rosie Perez was going to show up and Dancing dance in the with the door knocker earrings.
0: <laughs> so, the letter that Flave sent read like this. Sanders has promised to quote Fight the Power with Hip Hop Icon's public enemy, but this rap icon will not be performing at the Sanders rally. To be clear, Flave and by extension, the Hip Hop Act public enemy with which his likeness and name have become synonymous has not endorsed any political candidate in this election cycle. And any suggestion to the contrary is plainly untrue. of Flav is 60.
1: Wow. He, he's 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 still got it.
0: 60 year old um, hype man. I mean, on one hand.
1: I So, OK, so basically th- that's what Flav sent through his lawyers to the Sanders campaign. Mm-hmm. Also saying Sanders claims to represent every man, not the man, yet his grossly irresponsible handling of Chuck's endorsement threatens to divide public enemy and in doing so forever silence one of our nation's loudest and most enduring voices for social change. But Chuck D is fired back, right? Mm-hmm. What, what does he say about this?
0: Chuck D said Flavor chooses to dance for his money and not do benevolent work like this. He has a year to get his act together and get himself straight, or he's out. Wow. Dropping the hammer the on your thing, bandmate The only thing, though, that there. I
1: do have to say where I agree with of Flav on this, Flavor Flav, is that— I mean, it is true. If Flavor Flav has not endorsed a candidate yet— because that's the one thing that he says. Like, if he was just like— hey, I don't want to do this because he's, you know, being a diva for Mm -hmm. some reason or, like, he only wants to do a show where he's getting paid. But he's basically said, like, I haven't yet endorsed a candidate, so I don't want to perform at this rally because it is kind of true that if Flavor Flav performs, it's presumed that he's endorsing a candidate. So Chuck D is sort of like, hey, I've made the decision for Public Enemy who we're going with, and, like, this is it. But maybe Flavor Flav's like a Bloomberg guy. Who knows? You know? Yeah. And now he is a one year to get his act together or get out of the group. Flavor Flav's lawyer had also written, Flav is reaching out not in the spirit of division, but for the sake of unity in the hope of preserving the integrity of, public en- of the public enemy movement and the faith and trust his millions of fans around the world have placed in him. That is true. There are millions who are waiting to see who Flavor Flav endorses. A lot of undecided voters waiting for him to weigh in and tell them what time it is. <laughs> I think in this case, Chuck D is saying fight the power and Flavor Flav is saying don't believe the hype. Oh,
0: wow. <clears throat> there have been so many great campaign songs used at political rallies. I would like to revisit a few. Will That's you join true. Me?
1: Yeah, that is true. I mean, we were saying that this issue while it could break up public enemy, which Mm -hmm. would be really heartbreaking. I think that would be one of the most tragic collateral damage aspects of this whole political season is that if we have to deal with the breakup of public enemy. But it is true that the history of politics and popular music is fraught, Maggie. This isn't the first time that lawyers have been brought in to send cease and desist letters to politicians to keep them from using their songs at political rallies.
0: Right. You might remember that Donald Trump used the Rolling Stone song, You Can't Always Get What You Want.
1: Yes, which is, like, kind of an interesting— I feel like if you hear that at a rally, like, the message is not totally clear from the song, like, what you would get out of that. But maybe that's the thing. It's supposed to leave you kind of thinking, Hmm. you know, as opposed to, like, Born in the U.S.A.
0: Hillary Clinton used Fight Song by Rachel Platten, Roar by Katy Perry, and Brave by Sarah Bareilles. No wonder she lost. <laughs> you know, Bernie Sanders has been using Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes, which I feel like is really reserved for sporting events at this time. I went to a Rangers game a few weeks ago and like right before they're going to drop the puck, they're playing like Seven Nation Army. I'm like, oh, interesting choice. It
1: is, I think, the preeminent jock rock anthem of our time. Jock rock.
0: Jock jams. Jock jams. Yeah, exactly. We should make a compilation
1: that's like... Pole jams. Pole jams, jams.
0: yeah.
1: Mm, That's Mm. a good idea, Maggie. Pole jams, 39.
0: Not for strippers, but for politicians.
1: (laughs) Well, or either, either why yeah. not cross over? Yeah. Um, what are some other ones, Maggie?
0: There's a lot of good ones.
1: Um, when
0: Obama, you know, obviously we went through two election cycles with Obama. He had "Yes We Can" by Will I Am, "Better Way" by Ben Harper, "Sign Seal Delivered I'm Yours" by Stevie Wonder, "City of Blinding Lights" by U2, "Higher and Higher" Jackie Wilson, "Think" by Aretha Franklin, "The Rising" by Bruce Springsteen. Only in America by Kick Brooks, Don Cook, and Ronnie Rogers, and We Take Care of Our Own, Bruce Springsteen.
1: Jeez, that's just like his Spotify playlist that he threw on before the gig. That's his workout playlist. In another head-scratcher, Michael Stipe, the lead singer of REM, had objected to the Trump campaign using, It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Who is the musical director stop.
0: behind this campaign? I would love to know. Something else that I think is hilarious is Rudy Giuliani, during his uh, you know Republican primary campaign, used the Clash song, Rudy Can't Fail.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> right? so that's a good use of music. The There's original, also
0: the, the specials, Message to You. Like, Rudy, Isn't that Rudy? Yeah, know, Rude Rudy. Boy.
1: Yeah. He's the original. It's also like, I feel like that was... One of the deciding factors in the in sort of Rudy Giuliani's political career was the whole ska platform. <laughs> He's like, it's good know? enough <laughs> for dress jumper. It works for me. <laughs> um, yeah, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith also objected to the Trump campaign using the song Living on the Edge. It's sort of like honesty in, in pop. Interestingly, Maggie, I think from a legal standpoint as far as I understand. Flav of Flav might have a difficult time with this cease and desist mm. thing. Because apparently, it's sort of a gray area in the law about using a song at a political rally. I think if it becomes, from what I've read, there have been articles about this, that if the song becomes more of like a repeated song, or like it becomes like their regular anthem, I think that There's more of like a legal claim than if you just play a song Mm. at like one rally, which is maybe why politicians have so many of these songs. You got to have like a song for every rally so you don't get in trouble. Another, actually Pharrell also, Pharrell Williams was upset that the Trump campaign was using his song Happy. Mm. Actually, you know, with Poll Jams, our new compilation, Mm -hmm. the thing that could be great about it is what we provide is the songs are cleared. Okay, beforehand right. that any political campaign can use them. They're cleared for use. So it's like, hey, if you s- it's a subscription service that we provide to political campaigns. And then you're like, any of these songs you can use for no matter what your ideology, and you can use them without the threat of legal action from the artists.
0: A collection of bipartisan bops? Is that what you're suggesting? Exactly. Brilliant. There are more... Ridiculous celebrity tattoos to talk about. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that is our one
1: joy. It's sort of becoming our recurring segment that is organically evolved, Maggie, this week in celebrity tattoos.
0: This week in permanence.
1: Oh. So so what's happening this week in celebrity tattoos? So
0: Ashley Benson has some new tattoos.
1: Ashley Benson, who Mm -hmm. is the girlfriend of... Cara Delevingne. Yes. Also an supermodel. actress. supermodel. Yep. And, oh, right. And also an actress. Mm-hmm. and his yeah, yeah. true. So
0: she got tattooed by John Boy, who is one of these tattoo artists who is, seems to be tattooing celebrities all of the time with very tiny, delicate tattoos. Right.
1: He's doing these kind of like micro tattoos, mm-hmm. these little kind of things and little words and things. The tattoos that I, as you know, don't like. <laughs> I actually, even on the show, it said I preferred Ben Affleck's crazy giant (laughs) Phoenix rising back tattoo to these little micro tattoos. But what did Ashley Bent see, now I will say when I initially read about what her this tattoo is that Mm -hmm. Ashley Benson got, I was excited. Yeah. And then when I saw it, I was bummed. You were excited
0: because she got Palm Frit tattooed on kind of the crook. Of her arm
1: On her forearm. The, on but her the, forearm. here's the thing. When I had read about this initially, and as you said at the top of the show, Maggie, mm-hmm. she she got a tattoo of the love of her life or whatever. It was French fries, palm frites, the French word for French fries, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought when I had initially read this story and the, before I looked at the photo on Instagram – that she got actual french fries tattooed, which is a good tattoo. Like what I was imagining when I saw that she got a french fry tattoo was that it would be like a new school tattoo Mm -hmm. of like, a really exaggerated over the... Well, you could do it two ways. You could either do like a sort of illustrative, very accurate sort of thing of Mm -hmm. some fries, which would be kind of cool. Or I was imagining like some fries in like a McDonald's box with like a goofy grin or like some like crazy take on French fries. And then I open the Instagram thing and I look at it and she didn't get a tattoo of French fries, which is actually kind of a badass thing to do. She got like this little, tiny, barely noticeable sort of um, typewriter font Mm -hmm. thing that just says "Palm POMFREIT. In all caps. So like, what the hell is that?
0: I think it's actually really elegant. I like this. And I don't love a lot of these micro tattoos. I think it's very cool.
1: Well, here's the thing. The reason I don't like these tattoos is because uh, anecdotally, or as far as I know, these tattoos um, are kind of like Instagram or like Mm -hmm. Pinterest tattoos Mm -hmm. where – They look really cool when you get them um, and you put them on Instagram and you're a celebrity and you get this tiny little thing. But the thing about it is that I think that over time, as far as I understand, these tattoos, like I'll be interested to see how this tattoo looks later because they just end up kind of blurring because they're so small, right? you know, and they they fade and then it just becomes like a faded smudge. So it's basically just going to look like a faded smudge on your arm like right. maybe a french fry fell on your arm <laughs> well, and like there's a, there's some still some fry residue on there. They so fall it's like out. yeah. As they say, and as I've said, I mean, at least in the tattoo world, mm-hmm. I guess, they say, bold will hold, yep. Maggie. And like, these are not bold tattoos that will stand the test of time. These are more like, cutesy Instagram tattoos that look really cool for now. So if that's right. what you want, like, that's cool. But I just would have liked a gigantic french fry box on your arm. I think you're going to look I think that's look very
0: better. cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I can attest. I mean, I've revealed in this podcast before I have a tattoo on my inner lip. I've had it done twice. Right. Because after it was barely there i just had like a weird s and an anchor <laughs> at one point and had to go back and now it's like right it's the shadow get of a redone. tattoo john yeah. boy
1: is gonna redo that tattoo but also you can see these tattoos and the setting for this like from instagram you can see like this tattoo was done at like the moxie hotel mm-hmm. i guess was sort of a pop-up thing yep. he has a like the table that people are lying down on to get tattoos um has like a like a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton. Yeah, print it has the Gucci print. She, he also you know. posted
0: a video of Ashley tattooing him, which this seems to be a trend among celebrity tattoo. It's artists. It's a trend
1: amongst like these sort of the the celebrity tattoo artists who are doing stars and having these tattoos posted on Instagram. Is that mm-hmm. they then let the star tattoo them, which just also seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, and even I if think it's not up to Gucci. code.
0: I remember there were some issues with Rihanna tattooing someone, right?
1: Rihanna, yeah. There've been other ones, like other reality stars who've tattooed. I mean, so it's cool. I just got, I just do. I think people should do what they want, like you know, obviously. But I, um, I got excited, you know, because Mm. I remember, and I don't have this tattoo, but like a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away, Maggie, back in Brooklyn, before I ever had tattoos, I was trying to think of like, what's the one thing in my life that will be constant, that I will always love? So like, obviously, you don't want to get a tattoo of like, you know, if you get a band or like mm-hmm. you could get someone's name and then you could right. split up or whatever. I was like, what will I always love that I will never feel differently about for my entire life? And the only thing that I could come up with was coffee. <sighs> So at (laughs) so at one time, I had thought that the that the tattoo that I would get, which I haven't gotten yet, but maybe I still should, Mm -hmm. would be a cup of coffee, and that would be like so. In a way, when I heard the French fries thing, and she's Mm -hmm. like, "The love of you know, like what would you always love?" I guess fries.
0: I think that's brilliant actually. So I was
1: kinda like I got excited because I just thought, oh, Ashley Benson and I were on like the same wavelength, but it's, it's we're on a slightly different wavelength.
0: It's funny that you say that because I I'm one and done with the tattoo situation, but if I ever got another one, it would be a cup of tea. Ah because I have a cup of tea every day of my life and it like cup re- of it tea. represents oh, a lot. Maybe we should do that. Life, actually, yeah. you know
1: what? If this podcast if we go on the road if I don't know if we're at we here live, <laughs> I think we should get matching tats, coffee and tea. Yeah, we will get that live. If I don't know what you would have to do for maybe that, maybe mine will be but with
0: henna and yours will be with ink.
1: No, we're no, no this is, we're you got to commit. It. Commit. What are you? You're the Flavor flave and I'm the Chuck <laughs> D on this one. <laughs> you got to commit to. the, Oh, yeah. Anyway, I got to think about this more. Anyway, if anyone yeah. has any ideas. You could send them in. Yeah. To We Here.
0: Or a Sharpie will be great for me. Sharpie. Send in, I'll draw it on with a Sharpie. Well, there
1: have been some other so also there have been other celebrity tattoo developments. And yes. at this point, it's just like there's it's breaking news just day and night. Mm-hmm. But post Malone Yeah. has added to his face tattoo collection. And and in this case, it's funny because showing how objective I am, Maggie, like he his face tattoos that say under his eyes always tired mm-hmm. i actually like the tattoo i actually i saw him in person recently mm-hmm. and i thought i don't know it looks it's kind of funny it's kind of i think also similar similarly to my coffee and your tea mm-hmm. um unless you're doing herbal but otherwise caffeinated we are right. going caffeinated maybe in irish breakfast
0: Barry's tea uh, Barry's please sponsor tea. me yeah, i drink yeah, right. you every day
1: um the always tired thing it's like I think that that was sort of it's cute and sort of relatable. it also I thought it looked good but then he's he's been he's been adding to the face tattoos right, right? and now the latest thing that he got was like a bloody buzzsaw
0: mm.
1: kind of on his on his cheek
0: He's only 24 and he's
1: ar- and he's and he's in a in an interview with GQ he's revealed that the reason he is getting these face tattoos is because of insecurity, and he thinks he's ugly? The so qu- he, he thinks that he's improving his appearance with the face tattoo.
0: The quote is, I'm an ugly ass mother effer. The face tattoos maybe come from a place of insecurity to where I don't like how I look, so I'm going to put something cool on there so I can look at it myself and say, you look cool, kid, and have a modicum of self-confidence when it comes to my appearance. Mm.
1: That's sad! It is kind of sad. Also, he's very opposite, cool looking. He's like cute. He looks like yeah. a cute dude. I like his he's like little guy Western guy style. Always, yeah, it's like so, I don't know. I think yeah. the buzzsaw. We got to work on the uh,
0: self-talk post Malone. I want to hear you speaking kindly to yourself. True. I
1: also think it's like the last face tattoo that he had gotten. It's like a medieval... Like, mate, like a ball and chain mm-hmm. kind of a thing. But the thing is, it's sort of on his jawline and he always has that like scruffy beard. So mm. he got it and then the beard grew back and it's kind of like obscured by the beard. But this like buzzsaw thing with the blood coming down is like right in the middle of his cheek. So it's like, eh, I don't know. But, I don't know. You combine the buzz saw and the French fries, and then you've got something really <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of We Here.
1: Our show is produced by the amazing Jamila Zara Williams and the magnificent Melissa Caceres.
0: We'd love to hear your questions and ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email your hot takes to us at podcasts at nypost.com.
1: To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review.
0: We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.